letters, listen to the Holy Gospel, a chapter from the Holy Gospel, consent Luke, may his blessing be with us all, amen. Assalamu alaikum, David, the prophet and king, may his blessing be with us all, amen. Hear, O daughter, and see, and incline your ear, forget also your people and your father's house, because the king has desired your beauty, for he is your Son of the living God, glory be to forever and ever. Amen. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary and having come in, the angel said to her, Hail to you, O full of grace. Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And consider what manner of greeting this was. Then the, the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I don't know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and it is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from him. In the name of the Father, <coughs> and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the 29th of the blessed month <coughs> of Abib. And as you know, on the 29th of every Coptic month, we celebrate the feast of the great three feasts, the Annunciation, and the Nativity, and the Direction of the Lord. Because the Annunciation was the 29th of Baramhat, and the nativity was 29th of Kiyak, and also the resurrection was 29th of Ramhat. And today is the fifth Sunday. We used to read on the fifth Sunday the reading of the Gospel of the Blessing when the Lord blessed the five loaves and the two fish. But if it's a, it comes on the 29th, we celebrate this feast of the three <coughs> great feasts of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in two days, we will start the fast of our Virgin Mary so we would like to connect Virgin Mary as an eyewitness to the three feasts 
and because of the first Eve we lost everything the second Eve came to change everything as well so we'll find three points or we compare three points in the three feasts in the life of the first Eve and the second Eve and again it's not a matter of comparing to see where you are and where I am in the reading we read today in verse 28 and 2038 the first one it says and having come in the angel said to her rejoice highly favored or full of grace the Lord is with you blessed are you among women in verse 39 then Mary said behold the maid servant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word and the angel departs from her it's the humility of Virgin Mary and to be full of grace Till today, the good news of the Annunciation not reached many. Until today, many have heard the news, but not accepting it yet. And here was Virgin Mary is telling us, in humble heart, you can receive the good news. You can accept it if you put your mind down, and to accept, to humble yourself before the revelation of God. And then you will be filled <coughs> with such grace. He was full of grace, and remained full of grace. If you look to the first Eve, she was full of grace as well when she was created before the fall but she lost everything by the fall but why because she did not humble herself before god she made up her mind why i'm not going to eat from this tree once we think that we can break the commands of the lord and feel that we are still full of grace we lose everything so we need to ask ourselves this morning, am I humbling myself to, be, to receive such grace, to receive the good news of the <coughs> born King Jesus Christ, or am I still in my pride, cannot accept a virginal birth, cannot accept to be filled with such grace when I humbled myself before the Lord. That's why St. John Saba is telling us, put on humility all the time to turn yourself into a dwelling place for God is what Virgin Mary did. She was humbling herself before God. She was humbling herself before the revelation that brought to her by the angel and she became a real indwelling place for God. And St. John Sabbath is telling us, it's time for you and me to do the same as the Virgin did. To humble ourselves before Him, to be dwelling place to God. Definitely in a different way. She bore in her womb the incarnated word of God for us to be by faith Christ will dwell in our heart as St. Paul says in Ephesians 3.17 then the second feast is the feast of nativity again we just put two verses in front of each other if she starts with the good news to be humble and full of grace now it's time to see her son worshipped but in the same time she is fleeing with him and this looks like a paradox. How come she is humble and full of grace? How come she is seeing her son worshipped and in the same time fleeing from his enemies? It says in verse 11, And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. It was, she was amazed to see this. She knew from the revelations, she knew from the good news of the archangel, but still it's too much to be grasped and then in the same chapter after two verses the angel appeared to Joseph and told him arise take the young child and his mother flee to Egypt 
And if we are thinking of ourselves this morning, why Christ is not born in our life yet? Because we can't bo- bear both of them. We would like Him to be born in our, in our hearts. We, are, we want to worship Him, but we are not going to flee from evil. We are trying to join both of them, to enjoy evil and to have the born Christ in our life. This is what the first Eve did. The first Eve <coughs> was in a good relationship. She was talking to God directly. But in the same time, she accepted to talk to the devil. And when she started to talk with the, with the serpent, she was able to be deceived. Or she was deceived easily. Because she was not rejecting, she was not fleeing from the evil one. What about me and you this morning? When you celebrate the feast of nativity, or the three great feasts of our Lord, the Lord is telling us, you will see me worshipped, and you are required to worship me. But also you are required to walk with me, fleeing from the evil one. And in some other times I will tell you to stand before him. But here you have to flee from the evil one. St. Augustine said, Send the ray of your wisdom to scatter our darkness, to know, to discern when we can flee and when we can stand, for your image to shine in us. This is the incarnation of the Word of God, when His image shined once more in us and transformed us once more to His image and likeness. The third feast is the resurrection. But again, it's the same paradox. There is no resurrection without the cross. And Virgin Mary was an eyewitness. Maybe she was the only eyewitness for the Annunciation. <coughs> she was an eyewitness, of course, for the Nativity. And also she was an eyewitness for the resurrection. But here what she heard in the first few days of the life of our Lord. In Luke chapter 2.35, Saint Simon said, Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the souls of many hearts may be revealed. This is the cross that she bear, <coughs> was bearing all her life, even to the point of the cross itself. But again, she was rejoicing at his resurrection. And she was witnessing every single thing happened even up to the Pentecost. <coughs> it says in Acts chapter 1 verse 14, Then all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman and Mary, <coughs> the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So it's the same thing. She was witnessing the resurrection. She was witnessing <coughs> the descent of the Holy Spirit. But the cross was before that. Maybe till today <coughs> we can't see this resurrection because you are fleeing from his cross. Because we want a life without cross or a resurrection without cross, which will never happen and we never heard about it. That's why Jerome was telling us it's time to recognize both of them. Then Jerome says, once the grief of the Sabbath passed, he is telling us about the bright Saturday, a day of joy has risen. Virgin Mary experienced both of them. Now risen, it gained the priority over all days. On this day, the first light has shone, and the Lord has risen, conquering this, and offering this life to all of us once more. So, if Virgin Mary was an eyewitness to the Annunciation, through being humble and full of grace, a paradox, and then she was an eyewitness in the Nativity, again, by being accepting to see her son worshipped and fleeing with him to the land of Egypt. And in the resurrection she was an eyewitness after seeing the other paradox, the cross 
and then the resurrection. That's why in the ninth hour, every day in our prayer, we say this, this prayer. When the mother beheld the Lamb of and Shepherd and Savior of the whole world hanging upon the cross, she said weeping, The world rejoices in that it has received salvation. But my bowels are blazed when I behold thy crucifixion, which you endured for the sake of all, O my Son and my God. She was saying again the same paradox, rejoicing with the world for the whole salvation, but this sword was piercing her heart when she saw her son crucified. Maybe till today, some of us not believing in the intercession of the saints, or can see how powerful it is. Let me share with you finally these words of Saint Jerome. If one single man, Moses gained forgiveness for 600,000 men of war, and St. Stephen, the Christian martyr, prayed for forgiveness of his persecutors. When those people get to enter with their lives to Christ, would their strength be less than that? Again, when those people get to enter with their lives to Christ, would their strength be less than that? It's time to use the power of the intercession in the church to live the same life of those saints. And above all and before all, our Virgin Mary. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen. Amen.